0: Maybe.
1: Welcome everyone to the You're Still Out Golf Podcast, part of the Sports Pros Network, where we're always talking sports, so let's start the conversation. And what a conversation we're going to have today, ladies and gentlemen. We are here in the hallowed halls of Southern Hills Country Club in lovely southwest Tulsa, Oklahoma, participating in the first tee of Tulsa event, and I am uh, just absolutely honored to be joined by my teammates not only my podcast mates here on this podcast, Mr. Jonathan Till on my left, Mr. Scott Scooter Gers on my right, and I think 2G is lurking in the background somewhere, so yeah, maybe we'll yeah. get him on here in a moment, but uh, boys, how we doing?
2: Doing great. JT here, happy to be back at Southern Hills. We're going to have a, a lovely day on the golf course, and you're right, it's, it's total hollow ground. I mean, just walking through here, walking through the Hall of History uh they're off the pro shop It, uh a little goosebump inducing and maybe that's just the uh, the temperature of this room but <laughs> <laughs> the ac does work here we one one way way or another that. i have goosebumps
0: it's a little chilly uh yeah but it's a hey, great to be here first time in these uh doors i guess is what i'd be i mean obviously have walked this course for a week straight with you both and uh during the uh major and, but uh, actually inside these doors my first time. So really cool, really cool. Um, really enjoyed 2007 so far. I'm looking, waiting for of, the, swag on the 2021, 2021 stuff to get up, but uh, pretty pretty cool seeing all the memories of Tiger winning this thing in 2007 and walking up and down the hallways.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, an incredibly special place here at Southern Hills, and, uh, you know, an incredibly special place down the pike on the uh, north side of Oklahoma City, boys. And, of course, I am talking about Chalk Luxury Sports Bar, right? Of course, everyone knows the YSO podcast, championed by Chalk there at 1324 West Memorial Road in Chisholm Creek Plaza. Follow them on the web at chalkokc.com or follow them on Twitter and Instagram at chalkokc. I'm sure it was a packed house early in the morning on Saturday for the uh, annual Red River Showdown, but uh, probably, probably thinned out by the time uh, uh, halftime rolled around, if I had to guess, for Till and I's beloved Sooners. But uh, nevertheless, we uh, we move on. There'll be games this weekend. There'll be games there the be. weekend after that. There's NFL The sun action. came up on Sunday. NBA right around the corner as well. we got the Thunder tipping off in some preseason action. Yep. Uh, regular season games right around the corner. No better place than to take in all the action than Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Always the favorite. That is Chalk Luxury Sports Bar. Well, right before scooter and 2g rolled in till and i had the honor of speaking with the executive director of the first tee of tulsa miss janice gibson and uh, we got a few snippets that we're going to throw in here till but uh, always good to see janice right
2: it is she is uh, a tremendous tremendous asset to the golf community here in tulsa um heck of a player in her own right yes, big time player and uh, we talk a little bit about that um in the short segment, she came on with us, but uh, she's, a, she's a great host for this event, and uh, we will we'll dive right into the snippet that we did with Janice.
1: All right, well, we are joined yet again by the executive director of the First Tee of Tulsa, Janice Gibson. Janice, uh, welcome back to the pod, and, uh, and thanks for joining us again.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: Well, a uh, little bit of little bit of weather this morning, I think, is a fair way to put it here at Southern Hills. We got some sprinkles going on out there, but uh, not dampening the uh, spirits in the, uh, the the morning crew out there. So, Till and I, and the rest of our crew, we're going to be teeing off in the afternoon. But uh, you know, hey, it's just part of Oklahoma, right? So you got to golf in weather, right?
3: Absolutely. You know what? We have a beautiful golf course, and weather's going to clear up. It's only going to last a little bit of a little bit of time, maybe an hour, and it's going to clear up and sunshine coming our way.
2: Well, Janice, we want to talk about, you know, maybe the last year of the, the first tee. You know, we uh, had the pleasure of meeting you at this tur- very tournament a year ago and uh, learned about how impactful Southern Hills has been uh, on the first tee of Tulsa. But give us a, a sense of 2022, how that was for the first tee here in Tulsa, um, just from an impact standpoint.
3: Oh, man. You know, the first tee is going great. Uh, it continues to grow. And that's the one thing is we, we want to do every year is to grow the game of golf and grant, grow the number of kids involved, expand our geographical boundaries, and, and, and basically get kids hooked on golf and reach all of the kids that, that probably aren't familiar with the game of golf, but also try to get the kids that are here and they want to play golf, they have golf clubs. Let's retain those kids and get them as good as they want to be. Uh, golf is a great game, as we know. It teaches all the values, um, that I think any employer would want of any of their employees. And I, I, I know kids once they have a chance to try it, and that's our biggest, uh, asset to the first tee is it is a free program. Uh, they can right. try it free of cost, uh, due to the generosity of Southern Hills Country Club, having this fundraiser on their Monday, uh, supposedly their day off of, of many of the employees here, uh, spending their time uh, helping first tee. Of course, Southern Hills Country Club Charitable Foundation—they're amazing that what they've done for us. Uh, Board of Governors, you know, every year they're ready to go. They're ready. How can we help the first T? Nick Dorcas and his staff continually give up to, to the program uh, through, through financial assistance, um, contacts, resources, etc.
2: Well, and that's, my understanding, fairly unique to have a club of the stature of Southern Hills so uh, interwoven with a local first tee chapter. And so my assumption is that uh, is definitely something that separates the first tee of greater Tulsa from other chapters around the country.
3: Oh, there's no another. The the first tee of Tulsa is very blessed because we are the hundred there's 148 chapters in the United States. Wow. Okay. And we're the only ones that I know of that's totally free of cost. It provides all of the programming free of cost for the life skills, the golf training, educational opportunities, all free of cost to every kiddo.
1: Well, right before we started recording, Janice, you mentioned that we're kind of in the midst of the fall session, but the first tee of Tulsa—it's it's a year-round thing, right? So we, you know, Till and I—we've always said, "Hey, golf is a year-round sport, right?" So it gets cold in the winter. Hey, no, no worries for us. A little rainy in the spring, no worries for us. You know, talk to us a little bit, of maybe about the the schedule, if you will, and about how this is truly a year year-round uh, organization.
3: Sure. You know what we we think? Yeah, uh, you know, Oklahoma has weather. Good weather all year round, be be honest with you. We might have a day or two here and there. It gets a little bit nippy, but it's not bad. Uh wintertime, like I said, it's you know, we have 50 degree weather and we just bundle the kids up, the, the older kids that can handle it and we get them out there and playing on the golf course. So on the course lessons are held in January and February for those that are already playing. They have the clubs and they can we're teaching the mental side of the game. I think that's part of the game that really needs to be taught. Uh short game, we really emphasize that course life skills are ongoing I mean that's just depending on the age of the child and resilience skills can change day-to-day as far as how old the child is um, preparing teens for life after high school um, whether their goal is to be a collegiate golfer or if they want to be whatever they want to be in their life let's get them ready for it stay on their own two feet and um, go forward so lots lots of teachers it, it, it takes uh, a village of people to get around these kiddos and uh, we would like to, to uh, provide them any kind of opportunities we
1: can. Well, one of the members of that village, and we won't say which one, right, because there's there's, a, there's something that comes to mind there. So uh, Nick Sidorkas, right, so the relationship that you have with Nick, you know, his involvement in this program, you know, we were fortunate enough to uh, to get to meet Nick uh, out here last year and then actually got to see him buzzing around during the PGA Championship back in May as well. But uh, talk to us a little bit about Nick and uh, and his uh, you know, impact on the first tee and how his team kind of goes out of their way to, to help this uh, organization out?
3: Well, Nick Spearhead's a whole organization. He's a president of the first tee of Tulsa, as well as a general manager, as everybody knows, at Southern Hills Country Club. Uh, he greatly benefits the first tee of Tulsa on a daily basis by promoting the game, uh, uh, promoting the first tee to anybody that'll uh, come his way. Um, I do know his uh, you know, impact of Tulsa, uh, the game of golf coming into Tulsa, um, as well as First Tee of Tulsa. Be honest with you, John Johnson, and uh, he's no longer with us, but and Nick, they're the co-founder co-founders of the First Tee of Tulsa. So back in 1999, they started looking for a place, and they searched all over Tulsa, and they, they located Mohawk Park Golf Course, which is a perfect location. Uh, so they founded the place, they built a building, they they uh, renovated the. Front nine of Pecan Valley at Mohawk uh, built a driving range. This is all on city property, so it doesn't. I'm sure that takes a little bit of doing, as you know, uh, to work with the city and, and get that done. Um, also, it's in a floodplain zone, so we have all kinds of all kinds of uh, things that that were going on behind the scenes on a constant basis because of Nick's uh, support, and of course, his endorsement is incredible. So. Um, He and his staff, his old basement full of people are behind the first tee of Tulsa, and we can't say thank you enough to them.
2: Well, PGA Championship talk uh, here at Southern Hills, obviously a a huge, huge impact on the city of Tulsa. Kind of curious, take us back to May. What was your PGA Championship experience? How many days did you get out here? And um, uh, tell us a little bit about how you enjoyed it.
3: Oh, I loved it. <laughs> you know, competition is right up my alley. I love it. Uh, and, and kids, I think they, they came to the Super Bowl of golf. Uh, yeah, yeah. We were fortunate enough to have the, the, the first tee students come out and enjoy. Nick supplied tickets for them uh, to come out and enjoy it and see their favorite stars and, and to see a place like Southern Hills. It was a real treat for them. So I was here every day. Absolutely. I wouldn't miss that. I mean, it's it's, it's a Super Bowl. you know?
1: Yeah. Awesome. Well, now you said bringing a lot of the kids out here for Till and I. You know, our generation it was probably Tiger, right? So, but who who's that golfer that a lot of the kids kind of flock to and want to follow around now if they have their choice?
3: Oh, I think JT. You know, yeah. everybody loves JT. Uh, Zalators. I mean, gosh, there's so many good ones. I mean, so many good ones, and and, and so talented. That's what's incredible to me is there. I, I watch them on the range, yeah, uh, trying to see what they're doing. I mean, this is incredible what they do every. Golf ball they hit, they have mindset of this is how they're gonna play, so it is actually a practice range of actually what they're trying to do on the golf course. Uh, of course, they have all their technology and their their uh, training aids and that kind of thing was just really interesting to watch as well. But their short game is incredible. Uh, watching oh, Tiger, yeah. yeah, we all watched Tiger. We watched, we were fortunate enough to see Tiger on the pra- uh, practice round. Watching him work around the greens was really impressive
1: totally agree got to have that around here too so it's yes. <laughs> the greens are a, a different animal that I think uh, what a lot of golfers are used to kind of the weekend warrior friends that uh, that we we play around with
2: absolutely well you know we obviously uh kind of a statewide podcast have a lot of listeners here in Tulsa what are some ways that uh, folks can get involved uh, for the with the first Tee of Tulsa between volunteering and donating what, what are some ways that uh, folks can be uh, involved in in your chapter
3: oh you know what? We, we can always use volunteers. Uh, our, our, I, I would say financial giving is helpful uh, because as we grow our program, of course, the cost goes up. Sure. It costs $53 per child to come through the program, and we have approximately 8000 this year. So you can do the math. I mean, it's, it's not free. Nothing is free. You know, it's free to the child and the teen, but it's not free to deliver a program for that many kids. Sure, yeah. Sure. 8,000 kids is here at First T of Tulsa. Uh, that does include our school programs as well. So it's, we, we've adopted 22 schools, and, uh, you know, that, that's getting 8,000 kids uh, introduced to the game of golf. Uh, it's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's that's amazing. And so I uh, want to throw a plug out here, and we'll, we'll uh, throw it on the pod again a little bit later on. But firsttulsa.org is the website, uh, all one word, firsttulsa.org. And then uh, I assume could probably email you directly too, right? Janice? Sure, o, J Jay Gibson at firstttulsa.org as well. So, absolutely. So uh, for any questions or uh, uh, how to get involved, right, is kind of be the biggest part of it. You mentioned all those kids. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, let's go back to your playing days as a kid, right? So Oklahoma State. Right. So uh, the women's program, we had Coach Robertson on uh, what till about a month ago, I yep. guess, kind of you know previewing the fall schedule and then kind of looking a little bit ahead into the spring schedule as well. Uh, talk to us about uh, Oklahoma State and the golf program there. I'm, I'm going to miss out. I had the opportunity to go play Karsten tomorrow and work is going to get into the uh, get in the way. So I'm disappointed by that. But uh, how often do you get back to Stillwater?
3: As often as I can, I love I love Stilly. I mean, that's you know you bleed orange. If you ever go to Oklahoma State, you bleed orange. So, uh, going back in the next week or so uh, for the reunion of uh, Coach Pitts and Coach Robertson does an outstanding job with the team. Uh, their finish last year just says it all. I mean, they were an amazing team uh, in contention, and it's tough out there. These players are, are good players. Um, He has a good lineup. I think he does. I think he has a really good lineup. Gals are great. Um, I know they came over for a a clinic. They did a clinic for first tee on our our anniversary, which is pretty cool to take off time just for day to come over and give a clinic for the first tee of Tulsa. So uh, amazing group of people.
1: Yeah, Maddie uh, Henson Tolchard, She seems to be a super duper star, kind of in the in the making here. So definitely a uh, a golfer to watch, and uh, we we enjoy following the college golf uh, a lot as well. So well, let's talk about out here today. Again, we mentioned a little bit of weather for the morning crew. So what what's what's the number that Till and I are going to need to post to win this thing, Janice? Now, gonna so are we going to have to go, to go low.
3: low? Yeah, you're going to need to go low. Yeah, absolutely. That may roll us
1: out.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, you can catch lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Yeah. Are you
3: gonna start rolling
1: in some forty footers out here.
2: Probably, <laughs> uh, possible. You know, I, I put your credit card on file, so the mulligans are just going to rack up like we'll max uh, that out. like yeah. popcorn. That's so. eight
1: birdies right there. I, th- I think we <laughs> had a cap on how many we could have, but <laughs> <There> we <go. laughs> so we're at least eight under right there. So.
2: Well, Janice, can't thank you enough. Not only for having us out um, to this amazing event at this amazing venue, but giving us a few minutes of your time. I know as a as a fundraiser and events guy myself, a day like this is. Uh, somewhat of a stressful day, so can't thank you enough for giving us a few minutes of your time and and hosting us out here at Southern Hills.
3: Thank you so much. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, Janice. Thank you.
1: Big thanks to Janice for joining us again on the pod and for hosting us out here. Again, a lot of work that goes into this, uh, not only herself, but uh, Nick Sidorkas, as she alluded to there on the clip, and uh, all the uh, the good folks at the First Tee of Tulsa and here at Southern Hills. Uh, Definitely a I don't know if a unique partnership is the right word, but an uh, but incredible partnership between the First Tee and Southern Hills here. And uh, looking forward to a, a good day out here, right, boys?
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool that Southern Hills and the First Tee embrace that. So, brace it together. I thought it was pretty cool. That was yeah. a good job by you guys.
1: Good job by you, buddy.
2: Yeah, I think that on top of the success that they've had just as a, a relationship – we got the email for this tournament, and there was some uh, some urgency behind it. It was like, due to the increased demand coming yeah, off the PGA so. Championship, get your
1: spot now. Now.
2: And, um, yeah, full field, both morning and afternoon waves. Oh, tremendous job by the first Tia Tulsa.
1: Yeah, fortunate enough to get invited back. We didn't screw it up last year. That was the only goal, right?
2: Absolutely. I think we're uh, looking like a two for two at this
1: point. (laughs) Good stuff. All right, boys. Well, let's take a ticket to the PGA Tour here. Had an event this weekend out in Vegas. Vegas. Shriners and a familiar name, a guy that we've been talking about ad nauseum on this podcast for the last few months, at least for this podcast here. The youngster, Tom Kim, gets it done again, Till. um, Good stuff here, man. Again, we've been talking about it. I think he's the real deal, right? Well, we can debate that. We
2: can debate that. If he's the real deal, I'm, I'm interested to get some takes from the two of you um, before we get to the takes. Let's we'll start with the facts. Have some things. Just the facts. So, there were so many stats that our man Justin Ray had to cobble together. He actually did it in like an iPhone note. It was it was too much for a tweet. So, if I may, Tom Kim with his win at the Shriners is the youngest player to get his second PGA Tour win in 90. 90- Years, The great That's Ralph Goodall in 1932. Everybody's favorite. Ralph. Second player since World War II to win twice on the PGA Tour before age of 21. The other would be Tiger Woods. Youngest international player t- since 1900 to win multiple times on the PGA Tour. Um, how about this? I, and I did not realize this was happening until very late in the program. Third player. Yeah, and this is one. That's the one I was going to give. Third player since 1974 to win a 72-hole tournament without making a bogey yep. or worse.
0: 72 holes, 24 birdies, zero bogeys.
2: That's good, right? That is really good. And then the last one I'll throw at you: fewest career starts at time of their second win. Um, he is now third on that list. Behind such greats as Robert Gamez had two wins in his first 13 starts. Sure, I remember. And then a much more familiar name, uh, Sevi Ballesteros, 16 starts to get two wins. And so uh, Tom Cam, 18 starts, two wins. He is off and running to a Hall of Fame career, right? I mean, let's talk about Tom.
0: What what's his story? I I mean I'm I'm, I'm really asking you because I haven't looked like where did he come from? Like what did he was he wasn't a corn fairy guy, was he? You know or is he? I mean I don't know the answer to this.
2: Yeah, I think he um you know he's, as most Korean um, golfers, both on the men's and women's side, kind of a hardcore you know upbringing on the, on the golf side of things. Um, but then because of a couple of sponsors exemptions. This past season um, has a really high finish at the Scottish Open. I want to say he was maybe tied for second um, Scottish Open and just kept building, right? He gets into a PGA Tour event, plays well, um, obviously has the win by five strokes down at the Wyndham. Just nobody catching him. right? And then um, I would go so far as to say he didn't even have his A game this week out at Shriners. And and still gets it done Uh, well
0: let's let's go back to what you kind of just started with was the hardcore upbringing uh, you know being a Korean golfer but you don't see any of that on the course here like he is just so happy-go-lucky just a positive human just like so you know glad to be here type of attitude um that you just love seeing it because like you look at him and you kind of look at Siwoo, and Siwoo is more of like the assassin, like...
1: Yeah, super serious. Super
0: serious, like and you know, he, and Siwoo, like, he goes for everything, he's a gambler, um, he's just, you know, pin-seeking all the time, and Tom is just this happy-go-lucky, you know, by golly, just, you know, happy to be here, want to help the ball club, you know, great talks with his caddy, um, just fun, I mean, he's so good for golf. It's really what I'm trying to go with this. The man, what what is going on right now? Because there's a lot of people that don't think golf really starts till January, but I bet there were some people that think that they kind of zeroed in uh, this weekend and were like, "Oh, I'm gonna check this out." So what I'm saying is, this guy is so good for golf, and it's it's fun to watch.
2: I, I agree. I think that he's the first um, Korean male player that has been able to have success on the PGA tour and match that with a uh, outgoing, kind of gregarious right. personality. Yeah. To your point. I think that's kinda where yeah, you're going. Absolutely. There. And um I think so much so that he's might be bringing a little bit of that out of no yeah. The uh the Siwoos, uh the Sung Jays are kinda of starting to show a little personality um in, in their own right. Uh, but yeah, no no time on the KFT we just go straight from Asian tour where he had a couple okay. wins. Uh, that's kind of what got him into some of these uh, Euro Tour events. Right. As the high finish the Scottish, and, and it looks like, you know, the rest is history. He's, he's here to stay.
1: Yeah, he, he, that, and again. <laughs> I mean, are you, guys, are you guys on the hype train? I'm oh, on the hype train. I was, I was I, on the hype I, train back in August. I, in yeah, Wyndham. me I was too. like, this, his post-round interviews and his post-victory interview there was so refreshing and so, um, I guess, genuine yeah. is the vibe that you got. And it's like, oh, man, this guy. you fall in love with this and guy. If you, the and, and,
0: and if he didn't win you over President's by Cup then. Too. Yeah, the President's <laughs> Cup is where he really won you over, and like literally the President's Cup, I is the reason why on Dirty Birdies I said he's going to win this tournament. That's not like I said because he's going to be like a, you know, because he's playing really well. I just loved his antics and everything that he kind of did during the President's Cup, where I'm like, ah, oh, he's going to win. Made me look good because of his antics, not because he was he played really well. But uh it's so I I'm on the train
2: for yeah, sure. If we can just get him to lose the white belt, I think that I'm going to be all <laughs> no, on. It. He's
1: a fashionista. Yeah. Man, I, so I, we,
2: a know, we, uh I think he's taking – he looks at Keith and he thinks that's in and it's like no, Tom, we got we got to lose <laughs> we got lose the white belt. I
1: only wear it whenever I wear the white shoes.
2: <laughs> I mean I love it. We we uh we have we can have an intervention later. This is not the time <laughs> nor the place. It's one
1: of the few belts that actually still fits. I'm uh, uh, running out of options here. But uh you, know, you mentioned the other uh, Korean golfers had great week for the Korean golfers. Yeah, right? huge. So uh, four guys uh, in the top eight, Siwoo, uh, Sungjay S.H. Kim, and then obviously Tom Kim winning it with the uh, the winning score of 24 under. You mentioned 24 birdies, no bogeys. You know, he ends up winning by three strokes over Pat Cantlay and Matthew Neesmith, which kind of looks like a comfortable victory, yeah. but uh, it was anything but coming into 18, right, Till? Yeah,
2: I mean, it was tied coming into the 18th hole. And, um, you know, what I was thinking, and I actually put this on our agenda Prior to the tournament ending, but I feel like we never we lose sight of Patrick Cantley. I feel like there was a stretch there the summer, Keith. I feel like you were kind of putting him in lineups, perhaps on, yeah, a, on me a consistent and me and Jason basis. They took a break, but I think I think on the whole, it's like every time Pat Cantley is in contention, it's like oh, obviously, like of course he's in contention. Right, like, he's one of the best you know ten golfers in the world. But we always think about it after the fact, and he slipped in there once again playing great golf and turns come to find out he like beats up TPC Summerlin.
0: Right. He's shot won. a 60 on Saturday. Yeah, he's, yeah, his his stats in, at TPC Summerlin is is um is pretty amazing.
2: And it, and it looked like we were headed for either a playoff or or a great finish. Um and then his um then his 18th hole happened unfortunately. So, if I may again uh, having the uh, the benefit of the PGA Tour app.
1: Look, we should be playing the Jaws music in the background here.
2: Uh, he hits, for those uh, of you who didn't watch it, which is could be a fair bit of our listeners, you know, football's going on, right. ball break, perhaps. He hits his tee shot into the native area, uh, basically into a bush. Shrubbery. Shrubbery. Shrubbery, yeah, shrubbery. <laughs> instead of, and I want to get your take on this, but uh, after I go through the play-by-play, instead of, taking a drop at that point he tries to hit it out of that said bush does not get it out right has to take an unplayable anyway for yep. his third hits his fourth shot into the water, meaning his fifth shots a penalty stroke hit uh, his sixth shot from 112 yards onto the green and then in true you know assassin type fashion he's way out of it. Drops a 36-foot putt to save triple bogey and lose by three uh, to our man Tom Kim. Did not see that coming for Pat Cantlay. That,
0: like you know he's
1: a real pro because he drained the putt.
0: He drained the putt. Um, yeah, I kind of want to know kind of what went through his mind thinking. And, I, and I've and i kind of listened to like some really good golfers, golfers that are better than me, uh, you know, when they take like, oh, I'm I'm in a tough spot here. I'm going to just take the unplayable and then hit from there because they know that they can hit a good shot. And to where he thinks he's going to hit that ball instead of taking the first unplayable is really what I'm trying to th- trying to think what he was thinking, he would if that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just take the unplayable and hit a good shot onto the green or around the green.
2: It looked like to me that the, the shot he would have had to play after taking the unplayable was going to be extremely difficult to get it back and play. Okay. Right. And you got Tom Kim down in the middle of the fairway. Yep. So he's thinking he's making four at worst. Like the only chance I have of winning this golf tournament
0: is hitting this is ball.
2: Hitting this ball and somehow miraculously getting it into a position where I can hit my third shot and get up and down. onto the green. Yeah. Right. And you know, that's one thing about Cantley is like, who cares? He didn't care about second. It's right. like winter bust.
0: Winter bust. Absolutely. So
2: I think that was probably the two pronged decisions. Like it's a winter bust, and yeah. then I take this unplayable, and I'm really not in any better of a spot.
0: And Cant- Cantley, mind you, is a probably top five, top eight golfer in the world. Oh
1: yeah, he's t- he's in the top ten right
0: now. But for, for whatever reason, and kind of like how you said, like he kind of gets lost, or you kind of forget about him. And I think it's because like on the heartbeat meter of like excitement, it's like a what is it? It's kind of like a dead, like yeah, it's just he, like a deadline yeah, for he's, me.
2: He's flatliner. Flatliner, yeah. Absolute it flat just
0: liner. just does doesn't do it for me. Like, I mean, Xander does it more for me, and you guys know that I'm not the biggest Xander fan. But like, Cantley it's just there's like no oh Cantley's in field like no excitement. He's currently number four.
1: In yeah. Ogre.
0: Yeah. So, but there's just no excitement could, for me.
2: No, I I think and that, I'm
0: not dogging him because he's one of the best in the world.
2: I think everybody shares that sentiment. Like he's he's a he's a notorious slow play player. Um, to your point, he's very boring. Um,
0: how many times has he reset his feet on a putt? A lot. It's it's
2: tough to watch. Tough to watch. So, uh, you know, Pat lay. obviously, uh, he's not going anywhere and, uh, tough to see it happen that way, but happy for Tom Kim getting that second win and talk about a difference in personalities. Um, big, big time difference. There big time difference.
1: difference. Well, 1.4 million, will, it'll, it'll pep you up. Put a little pep, in, pep your in your step, step for yeah. Tom. Yeah. Good stuff there. Uh, well, I'll go ahead and get out of the way. I promised Chad I would do it on the podcast. Texas fight
2: song. Ugh, I'm, I'm not what sure. What's about. the segue? Uh,
1: it wasn't all bad for the Sooners this weekend, was it? So, um, okay. young
0: okay, Vincent Good segment. Patrick Good Welch, segue.
1: 13 under, low am, uh, goes out and shoots a 65, I believe, on Sunday, made a great account of himself uh, getting an exemption to play in this event this weekend. Uh, what about Vinny, man? There are a lot, of, a lot of Twitter spats going back and forth of the week between he and Chris Goddard. That Coach was Hibble funny. got involved about it. know awesome. t- Somebody teach his kid how to swing the club the right yeah. way. Obviously, Vinny's famous for the cross-handed grip. Yep. But, uh, man, he, uh, he lit it up out there, made the most of his opportunity, didn't he?
2: Yeah, awesome. Awesome to see it uh, by all accounts from the guys that we know on the OU Golf Squad, um, Patrick Vincent Welch, uh, better known as Vinny. It's just a solid, solid dude, and has overcome quite a bit uh, to get to where he's at, and so fun to see him not only make the cut, which I think that's what we were all hoping for, as kind of a best case scenario, but to go out and uh, and drop that 65 on Sunday, uh, getting himself uh, I want to say like a t20 maybe was his uh, uh, finish t28 finish it? t28 yeah. um, was really really cool. And uh, yes, uh, Chris Goderup also in the field with yeah. a sponsors exemption, uh, one of three Sooner golfers in the field made the cut, and uh, he also had a really made the good cup. like Saturday I think had what, a great Saturday yeah. because uh, sixty six I think that that, that, that Twitter spat that you're uh, referring to is uh, I think going into the weekend um, there was kind of a uh, Goderup versus. Welch tweet put out by their OU Men's Golf or PGA Tour. And uh, Coach Hibble comes over the top and says, I'll take the amateur in this one. Wow. And um, got her up after that, dropped 65 on Saturday, vaults into like tie for 10th. Right. And he subtweets it and is like, gave him some sort of gif, like how do you like me now sort of thing. Right. And, uh, you know, you can't do that. (laughs) <laughs> because you know what's going to happen on Sunday. The golf gods give it, the golf gods he, take it away. Plus one. He shot minus, minus one, one on Sunday to fade to 44th where uh, Vinny shoots six under 65. And, uh, of course, Coach Chibble comes back in with a, a Michael Scott, like, you know, looking up, batting his eyes, Jif. Uh,
0: yeah. uh, good problem so, to have for old coach there, man. The two good guys out there playing golf and both had a... Respectful and actually really good weekends for both of them, in my
2: opinion.
1: Yep, absolutely. Awesome to watch. Uh, Other notables from the Shriners, Till, you want to talk about? our our friend, Our good friend Tom Hoagie finishes T4. I don't don't uh, want to
2: talk talk about Tom Hoagie. Love love me some Hoagie. I'm canceling Hoagie. Love that. I will say, good to see signs of life from Mito. I was a little bit worried about Mito. Speaking of Southern Hills being here, PGA Championship, I was a little bit worried about our man Mito. Uh, Tied fourth, 20 under par. Uh, this week was one that kind of jumped off the screen, and then uh, J Day, a nice little, uh nice little round minus eight slip on the back of those DMs to slip back, slip back into <laughs> to the top, DMs. top ten. I love that. Uh, so there's a couple, couple for you. I'm not sure if there's any notables on the on the wrong side of the tracks so on missed cuts. I'll give one notable. By.
0: Can I give a notable? Yeah. Fire away. Adam Hadwin, baby, back into the top ten. My favorite Canadian. Your favorite Canadian. Everyone's he, favorite. He Canadian. had a hole in one where. it, it it would be like a, a swoosh, just right, you know, on the par three. I didn't even touch anything, right into the hole. Um, pretty pretty good to see old Adam Hadwin, Flint Hill National member, mm. uh, finishing in the top ten.
1: Love that. Good stuff there. Good stuff, boys. Well, Till, uh, where do we want to go next? Uh, you want know, to uh, go across the pond, right? So a big Spaniard doing doing good things in Spain, right?
2: The big Spaniard. Got a couple Spaniards on the board to talk about today, but we'll stick with the trophies that matter. Um, <laughs> burn. burn. Open de España over on the DP World Tour. Uh, that would be the Spanish Open for would those be? who uh, don't know the translation.
1: El Spanish for the niño. John had clip loaded.
2: Rom problem. with a victory on the Euro Tour. Boy, did the fans come out for him! Fans came out in droves to see uh, to see Big John. He now holds the largest margin of victory ever in a Spanish Open <laughs> by six. Just absolutely boat race the field. Pretty impressive. Yeah, uh,
1: twenty five under. Pretty good stuff.
2: Any idea who owned the uh, the largest margin of victory prior to John Rom? That's Seve. Seve. Any guesses from you, Scott? No, I have no idea. Uh, it would be John Rom, <laughs> was uh, won by five in twenty nineteen. Topping
1: himself, then,
0: huh?
2: Wow. So uh, he's uh, triple stamping, double stamps over here.
0: Was it the same guy that came in second?
2: Uh, I have to effort that. Justin <laughs> Ray. <laughs> you called, uh, Frenchman. I believe he was the first uh, person to win the uh, Spanish Open by five or more strokes twice. Wow. since uh, like 1947 so that's it's, pretty it's cool
1: it's been said many a time the spanish open is always a tight race so i rare, mean
2: rarely do you anytime you, you out, win no. your own national open i think that that's great pretty, pretty baller right. right so uh good 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 for john rom i'm i'm curious I i'm putting you on the spot here this may be a an editing time of our podcast well, what did john rom bag from a purse standpoint for the
1: spanish open just curious uh, yeah, we can effort that. Uh, the good folks over at uh, Espen do not provide that for me here, but uh, looking at the exchange rate till, I would say roughly 300 G's. A, so a, a a poultry, poultry.
2: $300,000 okay, for winning the Spanish open. By right. all accounts, a, 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 a bit steeped
1: in tradition. It's been said many a time. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Another Spaniard, big Spaniard, big, Spaniard, big hitter. Won this week as well. Eugenio Lopez Chikara wins his first ever professional event. Uh, that would be the Live Invitational over in Bangkok, Thailand. He also wins the team competition for a total winnings of $4,750,000. Don't
1: need an exchange rate for
2: that. Do not need an exchange rate. Good for him.
1: Good for good for you, ELC. Yeah, you know, I was making the joke on the drive up here to Tulsa, so it seemed like there was some maybe internal conflict on the uh, OSU Twitter, Twitter handle about having to retweet all these live live golf tweets about do. it. So, yeah, it's like I don't, I don't know what to do with my hands here. So it's one of our guys, but uh, it kind of feels dirty. I mean, 4.7 mil is 4.7 mil. I mean, you, you got to think, think
2: about the repercussions from a standpoint of, you know, the college kids— high level. I don't know
1: that we're going to promote our guys, our gals, right? You're going to think like, hey,
2: bypass all the I uh, got go to corn five- ferry tour, got to bypass all the I mean even even out the uh exponential dollars, right? The winning like seeing that I can go out on live and play well and compete against these guys and bypass all the steps you have to take to just be out there and earn right? well, big dollars. Well, let's,
1: let's take it. Snapshot in time right here today on Monday, October 10th. Did he make the right move?
0: I think I, I think it's still too soon to, to make that decision. Just,
2: well, that's why he said snapshot. He's been been
1: on been on the live tour
2: for what, two, for, months, two for, months now? For him, I think he, he made the right decision.
1: See, I, I think the guy's young enough to where if this thing implodes on itself, which it, it likely probably will. He's, he's young enough. He can just go back to the PGA Tour. They're going to bring him back, right? It's the old farts that have kind of been, you know, yeah. the Phil Mickelsons and stuff. Hey, this you've burned the bridge, buddy. You're oh, gone. Absolutely.
0: I, I definitely think he's, he's, going
1: to, he's going to be able to come back. I yeah. think it was a great move for him.
2: I think he
0: made – And I think Oklahoma State made the right move. I definitely putting it out there because they're going, hey, he just won $5 million. Uh, he's going to donate. You know, we, we need him as a donor. I know.
2: I was a little bit so. earlier this earlier this summer, or maybe it was actually in September, I saw the donor list for the Cowboy Pro Am, and Eugenio was way too low on that thing. I think it, he had only done like five or 20, 20 grand. Yeah, I mean, he's come just on. starting off, man. Come on, man, that's that's ridiculous. It's time next year. I better we better baby see him steps. a lot higher G-G's on the Cowboy program. He still yeah, got he'll baby move steps. up the food chain,
1: food <laughs> chain for sure. Uh, best uh, your favorite golfer, Patrick Reed, by three shots, yeah, sixteen under. Open my Reed. favorite.
2: Yeah. There you have it. There's your live minute.
1: <laughs> That's Oh, we're going to dedicate it. Congratulations, Eugenio. Uh, we're tickled from you. Well, let's stay with some college golf, right? So talk a little OSU, OU, down the road, I-35 at Colonial last week. Uh, eh, not, not, not exactly a great showing for either one of them. Uh,
2: it wasn't. Um, OSU had the better of it, uh, finishing in, in the top five. But um, OU... Turns out it needed, needed old Vinny Chase. He was out in Vegas, you know, teeing it up in the Shriners, and so they inserted Luke Kluver into the lineup for the first time. KU, and, the KU transfer? Uh, KU transfer. Did not go well. Did not go well for our man Kluver, so he's going to need some more reps in uh, in Crimson. But they, um, yeah, there's no way around it. It's had a disappointing finish from both of them. Uh, North Carolina wins the event going away. Uh, stack field, North we talked about. Yeah, we, talked about field, yeah. we talked about that field. We talked about that last week, where yeah,
1: thirteen of the twenty five were in the top twenty five. Yeah. Exactly, 13 so thirteen uh, of the sixteen teams.
2: Not not surprising to see somebody else besides OU or OSU win, but uh, it did snap OU's streak of finishing in the top three uh, of every tournament they played in for like the last two hey, years. Hey, uh,
1: the Red Raiders. Playing some golf right now out in Lubbock as well. They finished a second in this thing, six under as a squad. And again, I know we've talked about our man Ludwig, uh, Ludwig for a while now, but maybe they're not getting as much press. You know, it's so easy to focus on OU, Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve, obviously Texas as well, but uh, Tech Tech quietly might be the best golf team in the conference right now.
2: I'll whisper. Uh, I'll whisper. It. I'll whisper I, that's well.
1: I mean, it doesn't matter what happens in May, right? It's it's all going to – what what what's going to happen in May?
2: but yeah, I, I, I'd still have a hard time uh, agreeing with that. I mean, top to bottom, uh, OU's got a better squad. Until recently, I would say OSU had a better squad as well. But uh, I suppose it's arguable off of one tournament that they're playing. To using the Scott model, like whoever's playing the best, like, in the last four hours, then yes. Hard to
1: argue with, right, Scooter?
2: You <laughs> <laughs> ain't first, you're last. <laughs>
1: I love it. Uh, you mentioned – a minor tweak to the Oklahoma State roster till uh, some some news out of Stillwater this week. The transfer portal strikes again. This time on the men's side, Brian Stark. He go.
2: You truly, really, truly hate to see it. So you compound Eugenio's decision to forego his senior year uh, with Brian Stark entering the transfer portal. Uh, probably a little bit bigger news than uh, Tiger Christensen, another golfer a couple months ago, entered the transfer portal. And so Stillwater, just not a happy place right now outside of Boone Pickens Stadium when it comes to, to men's and women's golf in terms of the, um, wow. uh, the rosters somewhat in flux. And so I uh, was a little bit surprised looking at OSU's lineup, you know, coming into Seminole, which we'll uh, get to here shortly. The Jackson Stevens Cup that both the men and the women are playing in to uh, to not see uh, Brian Stark in the lineup, and lo and behold, news drops that he transfers, and so that's a those are two two uh, All American level players that are yeah. not there any longer. Tough to replace those names real fast.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and again the. Uh the, the, the rumor mill is always out there churning, so we've got boots on the ground and ears to the uh, grindstone, something like that, I think, right? Till's how it goes. That, uh, if we hear of any breaking news on that front, we'll uh, be sure to share it. But, uh, yeah, big loss for the Oklahoma State men for sure. You mentioned headed down to Florida, Juneau Beach. Play at Seminole, right? Mm. So a course that we've talked about a lot over the last couple years on the podcast. Walker Cup uh, down there uh, last year as well. So, again, one of those bucket list type of courses, if you can get down to it. Oklahoma State, fortunate (laughs) enough to be one of seven clubs uh, participating in that on the men's side this week. North Carolina, out. Out in front again, a, a great opening round here. Thirteen under, they're leading it. Hope's in the middle of the pack right now at fourth, at four under. Again, they're their golfers on the 12th through 16th hole as we're recording this now. One stroke ahead of the Longhorns, uh, but a pretty good field here as well. Limited field with only seven, but the seven that are in are pretty good. Is that an all
2: men's event, or am I, am I totally uh, kind of kind of missing that there's a there's a ladies' event as well? Um, while you're efforting that, Seminole, definitely one of those places that uh, is exclusive, exclusive, exclusive. This isn't a, uh, if you're in the area, maybe try to get yeah. on
0: sort of place. Swing by, we'll let
2: you on. Yeah. Sure we sure we can get
1: you on. We probably know somebody. We make a couple phone calls, right?
2: Uh, but uh, we got a taste of it a couple of Mays ago in a uh, kind of a COVID relief special event. And then the Walker Cup last May Um was a really, really fun watch. Just does not pop up very often, but it's becoming more and more well-known. Um, if you're a college golf nut, you're definitely going to want to get to Golf Channel. I was surprised to see that Golf Channel is oh, televising show. it. We got some TV time. So um, today, Monday, October 10th, of course, when you're listening to this, it's going to be on Tuesday, but uh, Monday afternoon, but then Tuesday from 2 to 5 Central and Wednesday from 2 to 5 Central. I would definitely pull it on, second screen it, do what you got to do Check to be able to see out. Seminole on TV.
1: Uh, ladies were headed up to Illinois to play Medina this week, so both OSU and there the OU go. women. That's uh, this a big big event uh, for them as well, so getting great uh, course. to kick off today. Uh, yeah, obviously a Medina, of course, uh, that will uh, our listeners will be familiar with and recall that from some of its past glories there. But the uh, ladies getting to play a pretty, uh, pretty nice course themselves,
2: they are both the uh, as you mentioned, Sooner Women and the uh, OSU Cowgirls headed up there. I know that when we talked to Coach V and Coach Robertson, they were both, um, kind of elevated that when we asked them, Tell us an event that uh, you're excited about for the fall, they've they definitely pointed to that one, and um, I think that OU. Men are off for a couple weeks before heading out to Hawaii. So, um, just going to miss them. The the fall golf schedule is kind of ramping up as quickly as it's uh, tapering off. Once we get to the first part of November, things will go dark for two or three months until we pick up the spring part of the schedule in February. But again, if you want to be in the know on awesome golf, you got to check out um, the Seminole Golf Club on TV. You will not you will not regret it. Um and again, few and far between when we get to see a course like that. So can't recommend that enough.
1: All right, boys, well let's bring it back here. Tulsa Southern Hills today uh first tee event uh scooter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this will be your first time to tee it up here at Southern <laughs> Hills. Uh, expectations today, bud. What are you looking forward to?
0: Oh man, I'm really excited to like actually be on a fairway or on a green of what i watched for well, 6 days of you know we were up here for the uh the pj championship and um you know getting to essentially be inside the ropes for 18 holes um i'm ecstatic you know definitely woke up this morning and was feeling spry and jumped out of bed and got everything done and uh just glad to be here with you guys
2: kid on christmas type vibes right definitely uh, well, I'll ask both of you after, you know, Keith, you've played here several times. I had the pleasure of playing in this event last year. Obviously, we were here for a lot of hours during PGA Championship Week. Um, what particular hole are you most looking Ooh. forward to today? And let's just base it off the PGA Championship experience. What particular hole are you most looking forward to playing, um, having been here now after the PGA? Keith, I'll, I'll throw it to you.
1: Yeah, it's it's easy. It it would be an easy cop out maybe, uh, but I'll go seventeen. Right, so we were there for the playoff, watching JT uh, take out. I think it was a three wood, mm-hmm. right? So, um, and just that hole is so quirky, right? The, the the short par four. What do you do? You're gonna to lay up and throw it out left. I mean, I don't know that we have the length to go for it. Not sure what tee boxes we're playing this afternoon, but uh, a really neat hole. And it seems like every time I play it. I screw it up. And so I'm hoping to not screw it up today.
2: Well, you got some folks that have your back. If we all screw it up, that's that's a tough scene. Scott, you got one for me? I'm going to go a little different. Just, you know,
0: obviously I'm really excited for all of them. Uh, but for some reason, just kind of the first day that you and I walked in, followed some Adam Scott and some of those guys, I don't know, and then kind of the last day we just found our way over this, but 11. Yeah. Awesome little part three. Par three yep. Um just I don't know, I really enjoyed watching those Huge guys. Swell you know, down Yeah, to the absolutely. Short left. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So I'm definitely looking forward to eleven. Eleven's gonna be fun. Uh the par threes out here are really cool. Um you yeah, know, there's a couple that are a little bit long for my taste. I think it's eight and fourteen. Yeah. Kind of tough, but six and eleven are really cool. Yeah, we won't uh, be playing. Holes.
1: We won't be playing six at two hundred and fifty yards the way the PGA is. <laughs> no, was,
2: we will right, be so. playing be a significantly shorter than that. Shorter than that. <laughs> uh, awesome, I, I think it's going to be interesting having been here before and then having seen it with all the grandstands up for and have that kind of you know driven in my memory. We're out here so many hours seeing it again without the grandstands yeah. uh, is something that I'm kind of curious. Uh, the, the look and the feel. Is there
0: a hole for you that you're excited about uh, overall?
2: Um, I'd probably say 12. I think 12 is one of the most famous holes the dog out leg. here. Um, kind of Augusta-esque in a kind of a creek running short right. Yep. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a reverse number 11 a little bit at, uh, at Augusta National would be one that, um, among the many that I'm looking forward to getting after. Cool.
1: Pard that one from the bunker when I played up here this summer with DK. So highlight of the day. Wasn't a whole day. lot of highlights. Drove it in the bunker, hit it out from the bunker. Sandy Par,
2: yeah. Sandy Par, love a Sandy Par. Yeah, it's
1: pretty sweet. Again, it all it was all downhill after that.
2: <laughs> Guys, I'm ready to get out there, get after it. Let's
1: now, do let's it. Hit some balls. Yeah, um, plugs. We want to throw them out there. Scooter
2: at ScottyG21 on Twitter. Come check me out at YSO Golf, both on Twitter and Instagram. That's at YSO Golf. We will. Uh, it's put, a picks out there today, right? We will have put a few pretty pictures up on Instagram by the time you are listening to this of the uh, top. 35 golf course in the world that is Southern Hills Country Club.
1: Yep, good stuff. And uh, for us here at the Sports Pros Network, of course, you can check us out on the web at fantasysportspros.com or you can check us out on Twitter at sports underscore pros. Remember that is pros with an E, P R O S E. Well, boys, let's get to it. I'm excited. Let's do it. All right. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we will encourage you to get out there and play this week. And of course, you know that we're going to get out there today and enjoy the walk.